Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Hi, I'm Scott Hahn, and I'd like to invite you personally to join me and Breadbox Media on August 24th in New Oxford, Pennsylvania. For a day of spiritual renewal, I'll be presenting three talks, one on St. Joseph, one on the Sacrament of Matrimony, and another one on the Holy Eucharist. Learn more and register at breadboxmedia.com forward slash PA conference. I hope to see you there. Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com, for faith, fellowship, and love. In the faith life, as a Catholic dad, what is the process for your family life? What is the process for your marriage? What is the process for your personal faith life? Trusting yeah. the process is, I make mistakes, she makes mistakes. You know, we want to celebrate our 50th wedding anniversary together someday. So what do I need to do today to just make sure that this goes, you know, goes back on track? Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Chad. Good morning, Jeff, on the computer screen. This yeah, is cool. Yeah, we're trying something new, so yeah. welcome. This is the Catholic Dads Podcast, and as I said, I'm Chad, and that's... Jeff. And uh, we're doing a little bit differently today. We're actually streaming live on YouTube, so I don't have to go through and uh, try to <laughs> upload a, a file that's matched to no video at all, because it's just too hard to pick it up. Mm-hmm. But, um, but anyway, I do have a banter topic for today. Excellent. And uh, the banter topic is uh, every episode of Catholic Dad's podcast ever. Okay. Oh, interesting. <laughs> this is our 50th episode. Land it. Yes. Oh, actually? This, this is, is our 50th, 50. Huh? Yeah, this is 50. Wow. So, in, so in the hiatus, we missed our, um, our year anniversary. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah So yeah. The, the year hiatus happened, I don't know, I think it was in like September. Right. Yeah. And it was funny because four years prior... So now five years prior, it, uh-huh. it was around September, October that we started. When right. We recorded the initial episodes that we never released. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so anyway, we were, we were on, we were on a break. Wow. Whenever, Congratulations. Whenever cool. the, um, whenever our anniversary truly mm-hmm. happened, right? Our birthday happened. That's a pop culture reference, by the way, that not many will get, but well done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um. So I thought I thought it'd be fun to like go through every episode of of Catholic Dads ever. Wow, you're and uh, like talk about some of the things that we're always saying or doing or whatever. So uh, what springs to mind? I heard you say it the first one. Right. <laughs> well, that, first off, that's that. It's I'm a little uh, I'm touched and and set a little back. That's awesome. It's quite a anniversary. <laughs> so very cool that you you brought that up and thought about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the joke that we ever had, you know, if we're going to land this, you know, it's like, gosh, I don't know where that came into the thing, but strikes uh, potentially of an amateur podcast tone as we kept using it over and over again, it became kind of a thing. So I don't think we've, maybe we've done it the last couple, but it seems like that's maybe moved itself out of our, or at least my toolbox. I don't think you ever said, it. I think that was more of a, that was thing. a, that was a Jeff that thing was for sure. Thing. Um, 
so yeah, so I'm glad we've we've moved on from that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, memorable memorable topics. Um, got well, you know, the being at, at the rental house, a lot of the memories around, you know, those and mm-hmm. um, I think one of them was the uh, the blizzard of '76, right, where we were talking about snow and we had made snowmen and I think that was a January of 20, it was a 2018 that we had like the three snow days and the school was closed for three yeah. days and all that. I yeah. think we, had, we actually had measurable snow precipitation, you know, that was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I was trying to think of, it's, it's more the spirit of uh, what are some of the things that we, that we say or do at every podcast. So I, I do listen to um, some of these on, on the way to work more, more often than not the the process just to give you a background of what's going on behind the scenes mm-hmm. is um, after I record it on GarageBand, I put it to iTunes because I have to export it from iTunes into um, uh, to a template to apply like the the music mm-hmm. right and make it to make it the way that I nerd out to get it nice. So to do that and, and I do these yeah I guess yeah is that what that's called post production. <laughs> So I get these clips of what we're talking about because I want to put that in the front. So the first oh, right. thing that, well, like, if you ever listen to the podcast, you'll you'll hear the uh, the music will come on, mm-hmm. and then it'll be like us talking. It's like the heart, a little of really, preview, the yeah. preview of what the, the episode is about. But I don't really know what I want to put there. So yeah. what I do is I listen to our raw recording on the way to work, mm-hmm. and I will I will listen for oh that's a good one. I'll put that in the front, and I gen- generally try to like have something that you're saying, have something that I'm saying, right. and then obviously um, you know, tie it all together. So I'll, I'm always hearing these things that it's like, gosh, there it is again. <laughs> but it's not just that we're saying certain things, it's doing certain things. So obviously we like we reference the Catholic stuff you should know podcast like every right. time, yep. every time. Yep. <laughs> nice. So that's that's in every episode. Another thing that we'll do is we'll we'll say that we're going to post something in the show notes and we never do. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's like there it is again. We're saying oh we'll post that in the show notes and we never ever post show oh, notes. Oh that's bad. That's really funny. So um so that's another one and the third thing that I always that I always see is that it'll be like you know, don't quote me on this, but right. you know so and so said this and 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 it's never right. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so it's like you know, we are a bunch of amateurs. It's all, it's all good. That's awesome. They don't quote me on this. Is that that's the uh, get out of jail free? Yeah, yeah. Don't quote me on this, but, but I'm going to say Pope John Paul the yeah. <laughs> Pope John Paul II said that porn doesn't show too 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 much. It shows too little. I was right. like, no, that's Matt Frad. Was it? Oh, bummer. <laughs> I specifically remember that one. It's yeah. close, Matt Frad. Yeah, Pope John Paul II. I mean, close. Wow, they're both Catholic. That's interesting. There you go. Anyway, so did yeah, you, every did you episode. find that after the podcast, or was that during the podcast? No, no, no. Like, it was it was after. It was yeah. when I was when I was reading um, or listening to the his book myth. on yeah. the porn myth. Right. I'm like, oh, it's Matt Frad. Huh. <laughs> it wasn't that's Pope cool. John Paul II. Who knew? That's funny because that that's widely that's a widely quoted thought. Yeah. Right. That I guess Matt yeah. Frad popularized and then everybody's been bothering him or borrowing his and, and thought it was so wise that they just attributed it to yeah. John Paul. Instead. But don't quote me on that. It might not be Matt Fry. Yeah, it might not be. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> nice. So yeah, every episode of Catholic Dad ever. So that was in honor of our birthday. Well, now we know. So yeah. we'll keep an eye out for that. Yeah. And the listeners know never to go to the show notes because yeah, they're, they're not there. They are absolutely not there. <laughs> nice. No, well, but, um, but, but today I wanted to talk about the, um, the process. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about trust, trusting the process. So at, at work, we have these 
SOPs. We have these procedures that are in place. We have these processes that are in place where if you're going to do a task, you, you know, you pull the procedure and, you know, follow the steps. Yep. And at the end of, at the end of all of that, you're going to have a successful job, a successful task, a successful test, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, in working out, I actually, in my, in my garage, on my, uh, my rack, I have written in chalk at the very top, trust the process. Mm-hmm. And the process to me for health is, you know, you eat right and you exercise, you do strength training, you do cardio and you get sleep, you know, get enough rest, drink water. You know, that's the process to me. And if you do all of that, you will get the results that you want. You'll, mm-hmm. you'll maintain your, your fitness levels or you'll get stronger or you'll lose weight or whatever it is, you know. That's the process. Mm-hmm. So my question to you, Jeff, is in the process, what is the process for in the faith life as a Catholic dad? You know, what is the process for your family life? What mm-hmm. is the process for your marriage? What is the process for your personal faith life? Mm-hmm. And um, that we could say, okay, if I want to grow in holiness in my own personal faith life, this is the, what I need to do, right? you know, and this is the process. If I want to grow in holiness with my wife, this is the process. If I want to grow in holiness as a dad or, you know, just to be the best father I can be to my children, this is the process. Mm-hmm. So what would you say is part of the process there? I think it's a, a it's an interesting idea to think about it as a process rather than maybe a, a destination or a goal or a or, or not thinking about it at all, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, this gives a, a framework of looking at it from that standpoint. And well, so, maybe I'm just um, wired in that way because I, I do think of, I mean, I often think that I, I need this process to make sure I'm on track mm-hmm. because it's like winging it just maybe isn't going to work. Well, and I Maybe think, it's a fear. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think that's a great message for the vast majority of, of dads, especially that would look at, and I, this was a topic we've had before. That's probably another thing we say on the podcast, right? Yeah. Uh, or that we'll make another <laughs> We will podcast. reference other, well, yeah, we've um, reference before. But, you know, is I think all, you know, certainly in the oil field, this is a, a big movement. It's a big direction. We're all working on SOPs now. We're all procedurizing every task. Everything is getting um, that checklist, you know. Um, but we don't, we don't extend the things and the lessons we learn at work often into our personal lives. So, you know, with, with the leadership training that we get, the, the organizational training that we get, the administrative training that we get, you know, at least personally in my life, a lot of times there's like a barrier where I don't bring those lessons back well into the family life. Um, or if I do, I apply them the wrong way. So like, continue, yeah. you know, continuous improvement or whatever. It's like, well, may, what, you know, how could we like make this more effective? Like, you know, you're not supposed to see IR. Family, don't manage right? me. Exactly, right. <laughs> um, you know, but I, I think the, the process of, Faith life, I think for dads, you know, again, it's going to be unique to each dad and into, you know, our personalities and what we're called to do, but to, to give some time to think about it in terms of a process rather than, you know, like time management would be, okay, well, you know, I have to do this three times a week and I have to do this two times a week and I want to make time for this and I want to do, and we get into this like a checklist mode and we get into, um, you know, just a check the box mode turning it into a process and looking at it as a process, then we start looking at, okay, well, what would be the things that, what's the stepping stones that get me to the next thing, right? And in working out, it's a perfect analogy that if you turn that onto the faith life, then you can go, okay, well, you know, of course I'm going to go to mass 
you know, every day on Sunday. So that's a, you know, that's a weekly thing. If I need to increase more prayer, if I need to read a book, if I need to do some of these things, the process would be, you know, sacraments and, and how do we build kind of a foundation of grace or how do we, you know, do those, like we've talked about before, the small steps, it's not a marathon, you know, the, the easiest way to, to fail at some project is to just go in and have, you know, crazy high expectations early on and, and kind of burn out, especially on the faith life. So yeah, the, the process would be, you know, gosh, I don't pray at all right now. You know, the, the process would be grabbing a book maybe, and then looking at the week from the standpoint of let's find some time, let's do it. Let's commit to two weeks. Let's commit to a four week kind of, you know, expectation and then reevaluate at the end of that and then do something else. So, you know, we just started running, well, me and a couple of the, the kiddos early in the morning. And that was the conversation we had was, you know, I will commit to waking up at 5.30 and, and waking you up at 5.45 and we'll go out and run. Um, but, you know, there's a couple of requirements would be you need to get to bed early enough yeah. that I can wake you up because you can't be a right. zombie. Um, and we're going to do it for four weeks. So I'm going to commit to you to change my work schedule you know, podcast schedule, whatever it is, I'm going to move those things around to commit so that we can do this. Um, but the, we, and, but we have to do it for four weeks. Yeah. You know, at the end of four weeks, if it's not working, we'll quit, but let's make sure that we give it a good enough trial that we really know that this is going to work. So I don't know if that kind of fits in your life, but in the prayer life, it would be like, let's try this for long enough to know it's not working. Yeah. and that, for me, that's part of the process as well as you build those gates into things. I don't know if that. Yeah, no, no, for sure. About. And I'm just, and I'm thinking of like, you know, that's prayer and sacraments. Absolutely, I believe would be trusting the process mm-hmm. for the for the faith life, and uh, and that's good. So, one yeah. of the things that I had mentioned um, in our text back and mm-hmm. forth uh, last night was like, I think I finally found my my why uh-huh. of of why I'm I'm at least personally doing the podcast and wanting to continue the podcast. And that is, um, it's easier to, it's in, and I, I, I kind of, I kind of hate that I do this all the time, but I, I do apply things that I, I learn from work and mm-hmm. I apply a work, work thing to family life. And I don't know if that's always a good thing or mm-hmm. not, but, um, one of the things that I learned in my work life is if I'm about to give a presentation, you better give it one time, at least to yourself, sure. where you're speaking the words out loud yep. that you're about to speak. Because, right. I mean, you spend you know hours creating the slide deck, yep. and uh, you think you know it, and then you go to stand up in front of, of the, the people that you're giving it to, and you're like, blah, 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 uh-huh. and you're kind of stumbling. So what I found is, like, if nothing else, just close the door of your office mm-hmm. or come home and and give the presentation where you're walking through the slides and you're actually saying what you would say. Yeah. It's important to say it out loud. Say it out loud yeah. because, you know, in your head, it's easy for you to say, okay, well, in this slide, I'm going to talk about this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. And this is what I have on the slide. But whenever you're actually there and you're speaking it, it just doesn't come out like it's in your head. Right. So it's very important to say it out loud. Mm-hmm. So for me, this podcast, the topics that we talk about, we've talked about some deep topics. Mm-hmm. We've talked about porn. We've talked about the talk, having the talk with your kids right. and you know, for me, it's easier to actually have those conversations if you've had the conversation before. Even if it's not with them, it's with you. Yeah, right. And if nothing else, it's it's helping me become like a better 
you know, parent, I think, mm-hmm. because these topics that we talk about, once once we talk about it, it's recorded. Mm-hmm. So I can go back and like, so number one, I've already said it once. Um, number two, I can go back and say, like, what, what did we talk about? Because this situation came up again. <laughs> hey, we already talked about that. So I talked about like during the hiatus, it was, we had a, um, you know, I was like, well, we're, we're hypocrites or I'm a hypocrite because of this and that. But it's like, you know what? It's a, it's a learning, it's a mm-hmm. tool. We can use it. We can go forward and, and move on from it. And then the third part about it is that, you know, my kids maybe one day will go back and, you know, right. they don't listen to it now. Some of them do. Mm-hmm. I mean, Evan listened to, to, he commented on the, uh, the Boy Scouts one. Actually. Oh, nice. So I know, I know some of them are listening, mm-hmm. but most don't. And I'm, I'm not fooling myself that we have a, a huge, you know, fan base or whatever. Right. But one day, maybe it's 10 years from now, the kids will have something to go back and say, you know, that's my dad and Mr. Jeff, and they're talking about these topics. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so it's like planting the seeds for the future mm-hmm. of, um, you know, what might happen. But all that rolls down into, so what's the process for, for, the, for the, as a parent mm-hmm. now? So we talked about faith. Right. And now we're talking about, like, the process for, for the parent, and it kind of rolls into some of the things we've talked about on the podcast, some right. of the, you know, the the time we've talked about making time and, um, we talked about, you know, I actually implemented some of the, uh, I got a, a journal nice. and I started our book own of life. book of life, awesome. you know, it's, it's on the table. Yep. So it's cool. It's like doing some of those things. So, uh, from a, from a parent perspective, what are your, what's your insight on what would the process look like for you on the, the parent side as a, so the, as a yeah. dad? So uh, I'm doing the, uh, and we'll definitely do some podcasts on this stuff because it's great material, but um, I'm reading, reviewing, and, and leading a book club on the seven habits of highly effective people by Stephen Covey. And I think, it's Stephen Covey, and I think I've mentioned it before. Um, I, I would say all Catholic dads everywhere should have that book and should read it and should probably read it once a year because okay. it, it's, it's chewy, right? And that's one of the feedbacks I'm getting from the book club is like, you know, people pick it up and read it and they're like, oh man, I, I read like five pages and I had to put it down because there was like so much there that I had to think about time to get up. Um, but you know, but I'll, to keep it short, there's, um, a, a concept in the Quickly, book. Quickly yep. is, is it something that would be, cause I don't read as much as I listen. I'll listen the, to books. Is that a, the is audible it a... book is my favorite okay. because it's actually Stephen Covey and he oh, passed, okay. a, he passed away in 2012 actually, okay. which I didn't realize I've, I've been, I read it in high school, right? I've, I've read this book. Yeah probably three or four times in my life. The first time I read it in high school back in the like mid nineties. Right. Um, and I didn't realize he passed away. So that was kind of a sad deal when I, I picked the book club. Um, but it's in his voice. The audible is in nice. his voice. And the edition is like the 25th anniversary edition. So okay. they, there's a, a, a really fun, some really fun like question and answers at the end and some stuff. But um, one of the big concepts in the book is this idea of P and PC. So P is production and PC is production capability. And you want to put production and production capability in balance in everything. So in a business, production is how many things you're getting out the door. But if you're only focused on how many things you're getting out the door and you're not doing the regular maintenance on your machines, you're working your people, you know, 24 hours a day without any breaks, 30, 365 days a year, you know, that's production capability. If you're not training your people, if you're not recruiting, if you're not promoting from within, all of those things are PC and those are longer term goals and visions, right? You have to keep your eye on the PC part of it and keep PC and production in balance or, or it falls apart, right? You'll eventually run out of PC and, and not produce. In the family life, the analogy is he uses the clean room. So we really want our kids to like do their chores, 
clean up after themselves, you know, help around the house. That's all production. We want the clean room. Yeah. And as a parent, if we're completely focused on the clean room and we miss the PC part of that, then we end up with fights and bad feelings and arguments and the teenagers that don't want to do anything and all of this kind of stuff because we're not focusing on the PC. The production capability is... So what is the PC in that in scenario? In that context is a loving family, understanding, right, time, all of the things that we've talked about. It's putting the investment into the child um, in the in the long-term sense. And so one of the things they talk about is, you know, let, let's say the the you have some sort of big argument about whatever it is, right? That's P, right? We need to do something, have a big argument about it. That's a, a PC problem. That means that you're not, you haven't, uh, you know, understood what's going on maybe. Maybe there's something else that's not even related to the argument right. with your wife or kids this works or even coworkers, right? Right. If, you know, somebody's not doing what your expectation was, but we don't take the time to really understand what's going on behind the scenes. We just see the immediate and then we jump on it. So trusting the process for me, the, the, what resonated, and this is going kind of long, but what resonated was trusting the process as a parent is to really make sure that we're focusing on that production capability. So we're really doing the things in our family life that's looking at, you know, trying to really understand the person and then going about the production through that lens. Yeah. So, so you're saying that, that, yeah, yeah. So it's like you have to build the relationship with your children. You have to understand what's going on in their, in their lives and and have those conversations. Right. Every kid is different. Yeah. Some kids you can just approach and say, Hey, go pick that up. You know, yeah. go over and pick it up because they're happy to serve. Some kids are the, yeah. you know, and that goes them, into like the temperaments and their, and the absolutely. personalities of each, of each kid. Yeah. And so the process is oftentimes there's a great story he's got in the book, but oftentimes as a parent, we're going to go to the immediate, right? Because we're busy and we're, you know, we're just going to go to the immediate and the immediate is I'm going to yell at you, you know, I'm going to discipline you. I'm going to you know, just go right for the regular and then we're going to have this big fight and then neither of us get what we want. Mm-hmm. Where the trusting the process would be, you know, let's remember that, you know, there are people to, let's remember that they have whatever is going on in their lives and, and try not to always go for the immediate, try to do the coaching, try to do the mentoring, try. And, yeah. you know, the other, um, we really like the, the love and logic guys, their, their discipline um, mindset is, is don't shield your children from the consequences of their own discipline. So that would be another way of trusting the process. Consequence so, of discipline or consequence of their actions? Sorry, the consequence of their actions. Okay, yeah. So the, the example there is, is your teenager has an accident, you know, dents the car, right? Discipline would be, you're grounded, you're this, you're that, blah, 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 right? The love and logic would be, oh, man, that's a bummer. It happens to everybody, right? I'm going to need you to work through the insurance process. So rather than me being on the phone for six hours, I'm going to have it on the speakerphone but the teenager is going to sit there and have to listen to being on hold, right? And then when we <laughs> yeah, when yeah. we fix the car, you know, if it costs, you know, whatever it costs to get the dent out, it's not my dent. I'm going to need you to pay for that because okay. in life, when we make yeah. mistakes that cost money, it just doesn't show up, right? So you owe me eight hundred dollars. What are we going to do to put a plan together in order to work that off, right? It's it's no. There's no yelling, there's no screaming, but you're working on that production right. capability. You're changing the character of the person to see what the consequences are rather than, oh, I'm just going to be mad at dad. I can't believe you grounded me. It happens to everybody, right? Right. You yeah. Know, it was, it was a simple like mistake, that. right? So that in terms of the process for family and marriage, that would be where I would go with that, right? What's the process? The process is not focusing on the immediate 
right? I'm super mad at my wife because of whatever. I'm just going to be grouchy and, you know, I'm not going to do whatever she wanted me to do today. That's not, trusting yeah. the process is I make mistakes, she makes mistakes. You know, we want to celebrate our 50th wedding anniversary together someday. So what do I need to do today to just make sure that this goes, you know, goes back on track that goes back the way that it is. I don't know if that's... Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. And so I did want to go, you know, to focus on then the marriage part. So mm-hmm. trusting the process in marriage because, you know, sometimes it is, I think with the with our spouses, you know, it could be even more difficult because they're the person that knows us the best, mm-hmm. you know, the, the is, you know, hard as it kind of seems because we get wrapped up in our own little, little worlds, right? We we're, we're away from, from the family during the work day. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we don't, we don't really see as much of them as we would want to, but they right. do, they are the ones that know us the best. And whenever you have somebody that, you know, you're that close to, obviously those, those are the most intense relationships mm-hmm. that we have in our lives. So when things don't go our way and you might not think that it's, you know, things are, you know, like you had just mentioned earlier, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm mad because of this or that. What does trusting the process in marriage mm-hmm. look like? You know, that you say, you know, okay, you take a step back. This is, you know, this is not maybe what it seems. What would you say is, is trusting the process with marriage specific? So, so at the highest level, trusting the process is, as Catholic dads, we don't believe in divorce. So that's, that's it, the ultimate, you know, if you wanted to go to the highest level of trusting the process, the process is this is a sacrament. God will give us the grace to make this through. Divorce is not an option. That never factors into the conversation, no matter how bad the situation is, no matter how, you know, granted there's, you know, don't take that too wrong, you know, there's certainly reasons the Catholic Church says, you know, abuse and drug use and all that, you know, certainly that's not what we're talking about. But the day-to-day fights, the day-to-day frustrations, if you let those build up over time, you know, that's really the poison that, that damages those relationships. So trusting the process is we're in this together forever. So does this daily thing that happened in that context, is that really, you know, do I have to make a, a, you know, go to war over this or can we, you know, move it through the other thought and something that I'm really working on. Um, it kind of came around maybe during Lent, but wasn't initially something that I was going to work on during Lent was, was trusting. How should I phrase this? So trusting the process is when my wife asks for something like, don't have that kind of like personal selfish and eh, whatever. Why are you asking? <laughs> Sorry. I don't know how that turned off. Um, the don't, you know, if somebody is asking for something, this sounds really terrible the way that I'm phrasing it. I don't know. Where I know exactly this, where but, you're going. <laughs> um, you know, if somebody asks you to do something like take it seriously, right. Yeah. And, and respond to it immediately. I'm a, a bit of a procrastinator when it comes to lots of things. And so trusting the process for me is when my wife says, you know, hey, can you go take care of that, getting up and doing it, right? Or if it's not something that needs to be done at that moment, making sure that I, I pay attention to that and do it later. Yeah, because, right? and also if I could just interject real quick, is I recognize that th- that spills over to the family. Mm-hmm. If you, if if your wife tell, asks you that, hey, you know, absolutely, I need this to be done or whatever, and you sit down and you don't do it immediately. Exactly. Your kids will observe that. That's right. And be like, okay. And so whenever we ask them to do something mm-hmm. and they don't do it immediately, right. we get mad at them. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, well, they're probably just mirroring us. Well, and I think, so there are two other thoughts on that. One, one was an example of um, Aaron's had, gosh, she had like seven doctor's appointments this week. Nothing, you know, super serious, but it's just, just that kind of like 
annual, it was her birthday, so all of the you know yep. annual things came up. Um, and so one of the, the appointments, it was actually four appointments that were all related, um, and we hadn't heard from the doctor. We went and got a checkup, and then um, you know they were like, okay, well, we'll call you in three weeks, and it'd been three weeks, we hadn't heard anything. So without telling her, I called the doctor, I scheduled all the appointments, I worked at, looked at my work calendar to see if there was anything that I needed to do so that like, I could go to the appointments. I did all of that, right? Because I knew it was something that was on her mind. She doesn't like doctors and she doesn't like doctor's appointments. And so trusting the process was, I, I need to do this. Like I never, you know, in my life, you know, sadly in 19 years of marriage, you know, that didn't dawn on me that I could do those things. And trusting the process then is that made her feel great. She really liked that. She really, you know, she really appreciated it. Um, and so even, and that was a great feedback, you know, positive feedback for me, even some of those times when you pick up the whatever it is and you don't get the positive feedback, yeah. trusting the process is I'm doing this not because I get positive feedback out of it, right? Right. Or I'm not doing it just because, you know, I want to go out for, you know, dinner tonight and hopefully this will get people in, you know, a good mood so we can go out to dinner or whatever, you know, it's not, the, trusting the process is also not being selfish about why you're doing it and, and making sure that you're doing it because of the marriage, for the marriage and for her for, you know, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Um, cause you're not always, you're not always going to get a thank you for what we do, right? Your wife never gets a thank you for what she does. Um, you know, or very rarely, right? Um, so that's part of the process too, is just, you know, don't, the process isn't, I'm doing this because I want something or I exactly. want, you know, I, I need, I'm going, you know, fishing this weekend, and so I'm going to just, you know, want to make sure I do a few nice things for her so I can do a few nice things for me or whatever. That's not the process. The process is, you know, it's important to my wife, so I'm going to do it. Then I'm going to trust that that's going to build the marriage, even if I'm not seeing it today. That was kind of the point I was getting to, right? Yeah. I'm going to trust that this is building our marriage. It's building our family. I'm setting a good example for my kids so they have a strong, healthy marriage because that's building the pro- that's part of the process too, right? You're, never gonna, you're not going to see that in the immediate. You're going to see it in the long term. Yeah. Yep. Whenever the, um, for the theology of the body that, uh, mm-hmm. I'm doing the theology of the body for teens, you know, and it's all about what is love. I mean, it's the, fo- the focus, the focal point of everything is this is all about love. We're mm-hmm. created to love. God created us to love and what is love. And it is the willing, the good of the other. Mm-hmm. And so these, you, you just said, you know, doing these things, not out of basically out of selfishness right. that I'm not or I'm maybe not doing obligation, this. right? Yeah, I'm it's, not, it's I'm doing this because I I love the other, I love my spouse, I love my kids, you know, and I, I'm willing the good of mm-hmm. them. So it's, you know, to me, trusting the process in the marriage especially is that, you know, you know that because of where, you know, whatever the, the situation is, um, you know, you trust that, you know, this is, you know, these things are hard, but these things are done out of love mm-hmm. and, you know, the situation, whatever the situation might be, you always have to remember in the background is that, you know, this is, this is for a greater purpose, right. you know, and that greater purpose of, you know, we, we, we love, we have this marriage, we have this, this family and, and all of that. And you just have to put the, put your trust that sometimes when things don't go your way, it's, it's okay. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it, in the long run, these are, these are parts of, you know, the journey, the mm-hmm. journey of, of marriage. So you have to trust the process that it's, everything is, is going to be okay. Um, communicate and things like that. Very important. And the sacraments as a family, I think are also very important. I agree. So anyway, yeah. So that was, uh, that was my thought for the topic. I thought it was a, a good discussion. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, we appreciate everybody for hanging out and, um, we'll see how this, this new format works. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> 
Go live. But anyway, um, God bless your week. Thanks for hanging with us. And as always, St. Joseph, pray for us. Amen. just the one time to look at our you, bios you scroll you scroll through it's just like all these different podcasts mm-hmm. and then ours is down there you know in the very bottom with <laughs> right <laughs> where we belong yeah yeah <laughs> hello this is international catholic singer anna nuzo inviting you to join me and father dan cambra of the marian fathers on a select international tours Divine Mercy pilgrimage to Poland and the Czech Republic. It takes place in September of 2019, and we would love for you to join us. For more information, go to my website, AnnaNuzo.com. Thank you, and God bless. Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com.